I like the way that your the A sounds in your fart. 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 It's more of an E, I guess. Or E-E-R. Yeah. Fart. Like a fart. 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 <laughs> I think it starts out as like an 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 ah sound, and then it ends in the E. Fart. fart. Yeah, that's my um. That is my dialect and accents masterclass work. <laughs> Coming to fruition. It's paying off. I, I can tell. That grand that I spent on that class really paid off. You know, I can identify now. I think we've discussed this before. Like, like that meme <laughs> that was like, Menke. You remember that meme? You saved me. Why? Menke. Mm, he's like, no. Menke. I don't know. I'll have to put in a sound bite. But it's like, he's like, I don't remember. <laughs> It just, he says, mm, Monkey. Monkey. And anytime we tried to say it, me and Casper, he would be like, Monkey. And I'd be like, actually, I think it's more of an eh, an eh sound. <laughs> monkey. Monkey. And then that, we figured it out. And I would not have known about that um, distinction had I not taken Eliza Jane Schneider's course. Thank you, Elijah, Eliza. <laughs> Yeah, it really paid off. I can tell. You can say her name <laughs> so crisp and clear. You know, we didn't cover enunciation, I don't think, in that course. <laughs> and that's something that I struggle with, considering I have a very large tongue. And it gets in the way sometimes of English. <clears throat> I got a big tongue. I got I a big tongue, and it takes up a lot of my mouth space. I got a big old tongue in my <laughs> mouth. Some, some people look at me and they say, wow, that's big old tongue. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> it's what? True. It's true. I do call it big old tongue it's in true. my mouth. It's, it's true. I can't even see how my tongue is going <laughs> Oh my god. There we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go again. Okay. Fart. 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 Ooh, that one was a fart. 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 Like a French fart. Fart. I heard her. She had a fart. Fart. That sounds more, um, I'm getting more into like Scottish fart. 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 <laughs> Like heard, layered? Wait, oh, that's, I, I heard a that's... great fart. <laughs> great fart. A great layered, fart. Layered fart. And the fa- layered? Are you saying like layered? Yeah, like, like, like layered. layered like castle. a lord? Like layered? Layered. Layered. <laughs> and layered. he was wearing a kilt. Fart. <laughs> that is, um, I think, the accent in like all drama classes that I struggle with the most. It's like anything really? Scottish. Or Irish, and it's the one. Those are the ones I would like to be the best at, and I'm really bad at them. Damn. Yeah, I need. I would like to take a dialects course, like you did. Well, I'll teach I, you all I know. <clears throat> <laughs> right now? Are you gonna right now? <laughs> right now. Oh, that's a bonus episode. <clears throat> I give. Um... Fallon teaches me how to speak Irish. <laughs> how to speak Irish. Dude, we watched uh, we watched Invictus with Morgan Freeman and uh, Matt Damon the other day. It's about um, post-apartheid South Africa and Nelson Mandela's like the way that he 
politically like united South Africa. Anyway, Matt Damon mm-hmm. has an absolutely insane Afrikaans um, <laughs> accent. Matt Damon? Matt, yes. American-ass Matt Damon plays the captain of South Africa's rugby team. And I can't, I can't, I really struggle with South Africa, but he's like... On the day of a big match, say a test, in the bus on the way to the stadium, nobody talks. But when I think we're ready, I have the bus driver put on a song, something I've chosen, one we all know. And we listen to the words together. Nelson Mandela, I can't, I can't even fucking do it. But it was Matt, I was like, Matt Damon, what are you doing? He came in bleached, hair bleached <laughs> to the gods. He was, you know, an Aryan prince um, hanging out with Morgan Freeman, um, <laughs> playing Nelson Mandela. Really, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman's a great actor, but he's also just really good at being Morgan Freeman, I think. Like, he just rolled his R's in that movie and was like... I remember when I was invited to the 1992 Olympics in Barcelona. Everybody in the stadium greeted me with a song. Africa. And that was it. But it's still Morgan Freeman. Like, no one's like, oh, I mean, my God. he has a very who is, bewitching voice. Who is that guy who played uh, Nelson Mandela in that movie? Like, no one ever forgets that it's Morgan Freeman. You know? <laughs> like, that's just not a thing. Yeah. I don't know. The plague of being a famous star. Dang it. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for celebrities. No. I don't. I don't. I do not feel sorry for them. You have the resources to figure it out, guys. Yes. Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters? Like maybe vampires do werewolves make you cream? Then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome. Okay, <clears throat> Paris. Yes. <laughs> this is our first mini episode that we're recording. I doubt it's going to be mini. I know that that's our goal, but we tend to talk a lot. <laughs> I, you think so? I was like, oh, maybe like 20 minutes. We'll knock this out real quick. I know when you said that yesterday or two days ago, I was like, mm, that's, a, that's a high bar to oh reach 20 God. minutes. We're going to try. We're going to try. Okay, get okay to it. we're going to try. All right, listen here. Listen, guys. All right, so a while ago, we recorded an episode where we reviewed, we gave our summary and review of The Invisible Life of Addie Lowe by V.E. Schwab. Schwab. V.E. Schwab. And we really liked the book. Beautiful writing. Beautiful, excellent writing. Lovely, a uh, uh, melancholy, bittersweet story. Um, very imaginative. Likeable characters. Likeable characters. And um, so, really, our only qualm with the book was the way that the like introduction of characters of color and sort of lack thereof, specifically the use of uh, a capitalized B in black. 
Well, okay. we rip V.E. Schwab a new asshole in that episode. <laughs> and maybe we were a little harsh. Um, but we felt, I mean, I felt really passionate about that. It, it struck me as incredibly odd to see it. Um, which is why we are bringing this up. Because we did not know that, that this was a thing. And so yeah. I, for, here's, here's a clip of what we said. Um, so it's me. I'm reading. So you know I'm going to be judging whenever you bring a character of color <laughs> into the mix. And um, that didn't stop me this time. And it won't ever stop me in the future. Uh, no matter how good the writing was, the writing was so good. It's a beautiful story. And I think most people reading it would be like, why, Fallon? What's wrong with the, what's wrong with the black characters? I don't see any beef. First off, there's one of them. <laughs> there's one and a half. I'm going to say yeah. the other is a half. Absolutely. Because he's, he's half. a bartender and he doesn't And he doesn't beef. talk. <laughs> and he's, he just like gives him an extra shot. Oh, I guess he talks. He's like, oh, no, he doesn't. He just pats himself. It's on me. Yeah, so he does talk. He said, yeah, but he doesn't have a name. So um, I am going to break down this thing because I think it, it, I, when I explained it to Casper, he was like, why is that? I don't know. I don't, he, he didn't get it until like I explained to him what Mm -hmm. my beef was. So I, just to let you know real quick, I have, notes on this exact thing so i'm really interested to hear what you have to say because i i want to see if if yes keep please keep going cool okay so it's all it's about the introductions yes for this one it's about the introduction so here's the paragraph there is a checkout counter by the door but it is empty and she wanders unmolested through the aisles picking her way along the well-loved shelves beautiful sentence Mm-hmm. The bookshop seems fairly empty, save for an older white man studying a row of thrillers, a gorgeous black girl sitting cross-legged, sitting cross-legged in a leather chair at the end of the row, silver shining on her fingers and in her ears, a giant art book open in her lap. Now you're like, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. White man, black girl. However, this is the first time that anyone in this book has been described as white. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because you're bringing in a black character. Mm-hmm. So that tells me either the author or the editor saw that a black character was being introduced. They saw that discrepancy and they're like, oh, okay, well, we need, we need to make the distinction that someone else is white so it doesn't seem like we're being racist or mm-hmm. tasteless. But I caught that. I see you. I see through you. Mm-hmm. Also, it was really hard to ignore because A, they're in the same goddamn sentence. There's no break. Mm-hmm. Older white man and gorgeous black girl. And in my copy, I don't know if it's the same as yours. Oh, yeah, it is. Black is, black capitalized. is capitalized. It's capitalized. What yes. the fuck? Exactly. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Exactly. That is, that is the biggest <laughs> note that I have. I underlined it. I quote, gorgeous, gorgeous black girl with the capital B underlined. And I, I literally wrote, I was like, this is not the proper way to introduce this character. And like, no. I, I said, I can guess what V.E. Schwab is trying to do. And maybe, maybe she's trying to like give credit or like show respect by capitalizing the B in the word black, but you wouldn't do this for a white character. And she doesn't. So no, 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 no. I, it, so, yeah, that, white, I didn't it, like yeah. that either. That I was like, okay, like, 
I saw a gorgeous black girl and I immediately saw that was the first thing. Mm -hmm. Like when I saw older white man, I was like, huh? And then I saw black, capital B, black girl. And I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, I see. Exactly. Fallon inserts clip in editing magic. Fart. 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 So, yeah, we we ripped V <laughs> a new booty hole about it. We were shook. <laughs> we were shook about this capital B black because the way it was brought up was so fucking weird. Because there aren't any, like, other capitals, um, like, of other skin tones in that sentence, right? Yeah. It's just the black that sticks out? Yeah, so all characters, like, none of the other characters in the story were described as white, which we're assuming they were white because, like, white is kind of the standard, the default. So we're just assuming that everyone's white, especially since the story starts off in, like, old Europe. Not a lot of, like, mixing of peoples unless it's a slave trade. But we didn't really talk about the slave trade, so there was no need for distinction until we're in, like, 2018 New York, and you have a queer black woman in the bookstore that she is frequenting. So, um, it, I mean, as you heard in the clip, like, it was like, oh, here's a black girl. Okay, well, instead of assuming that the guy next to her is white, we're going to say that he's white. But we're also, this is the first time that we've done this in the book, so it's going to be, like, kind of messy and clear. And... It was a white guy, lowercase w, and then black girl, capital B black. But then, as you keep reading, it's never capitalized again. Like, she stated that she was black. There was a bartender that was black, but those Bs are lowercase. Are lowercase, yeah. And and even when the introduction of the new character, like, there's, I can't remember the girl's name. What was her name? I don't know. I don't remember I don't know. anyone's name. But her, and then there's the bartender that is introduced later on in the book, and his B is lowercase. Yeah. Which is just weird. So it was just weird. It was It was weird. It was weird. We're bringing this up because uh, there is nuance. Especially in the United States, racial language is difficult, and there are no objectively correct answers. I think the best way to navigate the world of race, racial language, especially in our country, is to listen and be open to new ideas and change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, I learned, I don't even remember how I got on this, but it, I saw an article or something, I came across something that I missed um, in the racial reckoning that we experienced in June and July of 2020. Um, I missed that that the black community is now capitalizing black, being black. That is like a thing now. So I'm going to explain that. And then I'm also going to explain why VE's handling of black was still wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So there are several articles, all of which are the the ones that come up first when you look up, when you Google like... um, capitalizing B and black. And by the way, if you're trying to do like educate yourself on like social justice or learn how to be a better ally, Google is a good, is a good friend. If you don't have any black friends, Google can be your black friend. Okay. Google's my black friend. (laughs) Just as I am my black friend. Okay. Google will tell you. Google 
ad, like a Google campaign. Why haven't like, they? Why haven't they enterprise? They should capitalize, know, capitalize on that. that Google should, will be your black friend. They should capitalize on capital B black. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there there are thousands, millions of uh, black folks online who will tell you what they think, and then you can see what the majority consensus is mm-hmm. on what what you should be doing, what, how to support them, rather. How to support and, and be an ally and use the benefits you are given in your life for the greater good of people. Mm-hmm. Google can do that. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't got to know. Go to your local library, okay? I, bitch, I am reading shit. I read, so you want to talk about race? <laughs> excellent so good like each chapter has some nugget in there and yes it's gonna make you uncomfortable but also like if you're worried about having discourse um around race or things like that with people you don't feel prepared like shore up okay like teach yourself learn some things um so you can be more prepared to go into the world so that's why like we like to have these discussions because paris and i are open about these weird things we are open to new ideas and um Mm -hmm. i also like i i think it's important for us to acknowledge the things that we've said (laughs) on this Mm -hmm. podcast as well and uh acknowledge when we make mistakes like there are some things we say that like i just edit out completely because i'm like god i don't even want to have to that was wrong like i know that was wrong (laughs) and we're just not gonna put that in okay so like we're not perfect and we're i we're not an authority on this um i am just gonna explain what like a new york times article says uh Mm -hmm. and go from there so that's my long ass disclaimer moving on yeah well i also just like to add that like i i am like i learn new things all the time and like oh, that sounds so stupid to say hold on what am I trying to say I learn new things all the time I'm always learning something new no Getting what I'm trying to say smarter every day oh my god I'm such a fucking country bumpkin um <laughs> no. no what I'm trying to say is that like I do not know the answers to everything and I have learned like, just, just the things that I have discovered about the world and, like, society and the way that humans interact with one another and, like, the way that fucking white people are and, like, the just horrific, like, history of our country and inequality and oppression. Just things that I have, like, discovered that I didn't really know about in high school just in the fa- last, like, five years are, have, like, completely changed my life and my outlook on the world, and I feel like I am constantly learning new things and trying my best to become, like, the best kind of person that I can be, who, like, only puts out good things and, like, wants to love and be, like, an ally to everybody. So I just, like, that sounds so incredibly cheesy and ridiculous, and the whole time I'm saying this, I feel like, I am a guru, and I am telling you all how to live. No, that's, like, not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that I've, um, I've learned a lot of new things because I am trying my best to be open, and, um, I feel like it's been 
beneficial so far. Does that sound insane? Do I feel no. like, I feel like maybe I, I sound like an insane person? <laughs> no, no, you're not an insane person. Um, you're a very kind and thoughtful person. And it's like, it's a noble pursuit. I listened to this person on Instagram and they, um, God, I, I will post their shit in our references. I can't even remember. It's like Jael, Jael, I don't know. Um, this person does weekly sermons where they discuss like social justice concepts and and like issues within like like the political left as well and like our issues and all this um, stuff mm-hmm. and they brought up that they had a conversation with a friend a comedian that where the friend was like yeah we're just kind of doomed we're just kind of doomed like society sucks like whatever there's nothing we can do about it we can't change it and their perspective was like how boring is that how boring to just accept the status quo and like accept it mm-hmm. and not even bother trying accept your fate and um so i think the pursuit of learning new things every day <laughs> is noble paris i think i don't think i i mean like sure maybe you sound corny but like that's not I, your problem i just problem. don't want it to sound like i'm saying like Oh, I'm so smart. Like, I'm learning new things all the time because I'm this genius and I'm trying to get all of the world's knowledge. That's not is what it, I'm Okay, is it not true, all? though, that the more you <laughs> learn, the dumber you feel? <laughs> Am I right, though? Like... I guess, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the more shit that I learn, I'm like, God, I don't fucking know anything. <laughs> I'm an idiot because like once i be like become aware of concepts i need uh-huh. to learn the concept yeah and all the little bits of, like i could never learn you could never learn everything that's what the mm-hmm. internet's for okay that's why we have calculators that's what, the internet, that's what your friend google is for that's what your best black friend google is for <laughs> <laughs> but no i don't I, and i don't mean to hijack your speech i don't think no, that you I, are I feel very dummy. embarrassed about my speech why are you embarrassed by your speech your speech was fine it wasn't even a speech you were speaking from your fart I was from my fart <laughs> <laughs> I was just speaking from my fart <laughs> <laughs> truly all I was trying to say is you should fucking put in the effort to learn more and learn other people's sides of things because there's more in this world than your own little fuck bubble how about that that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> your own fuck bubble yeah your own little fuck bubble yeah you want to get in the fuck bubble yeah your fuck bubble <laughs> oh yeah you like your fuck bubble <laughs> man it's so gross <laughs> but it's hard man it's hard like it's hard it's not easy like it's not it, it's it's not simple it's uncomfortable, it's challenging and difficult. Like you have to face your own shittiness when yeah. you exit your fart fuck your bubble. Fuck bubble. <laughs> life is nice, life is serene in the fuck bubble. Yeah. But there's more to life than your fuck bubble. It is an act of courage. And I'll tell you what, yo, like as much as we are good we are also evil. <laughs> everyone, I, I think that everyone is inherently evil as much as they are inherently good. So like, 
you're gonna fuck up. You're gonna make mistakes on it. You're gonna hurt someone's feelings and you're gonna get your feelings hurt. But also like, I feel like making an effort, like you feel better about yourself too. And I don't think yeah. it's ever wrong to gain a, a better understanding of broader understanding of the world and like that you live in in this this experience that you are experiencing this <laughs> experience that you're experiencing shut up you're so <laughs> stupid we're learning new things every day we're learning new things we learn new things all the time okay hey, <gasps> can you please look at the dm i just sent you on instagram <laughs> On Instagram? Yeah. I'm eating mango strips, and this one looks like scrotal skin. Okay, hold on. I don't have my phone with me, so I'm logging on Instagram <laughs> on my computer. Bruh, this mango strip looking like a boss. <laughs> it really do be like that sometimes. Damn, sometimes. does it taste good? Yeah, it... I mean, this one's tough. <clears throat> It's like a, a, like, scrotal jerky. Damn. That reminds me of a poem by Stephen Crane. It's one of my favorite poems of all time. Is it called Scrotal Jerky? No. It's called In the Desert. In the desert I saw a creature, naked, bestial, who, squatting upon the ground, held his heart in his hands and ate of it. Is it good? I asked. Bitter. It is bitter. But I like it because it is bitter and because it is my heart. Wow! Can you believe? I can, can I believe? I can't believe that you have that memorized. That's amazing. I fucked up a little bit on the wording, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's really short, though. That was beautiful. Did you ever do poetry out loud? Paris, did I never tell you this story? No. Were you a poetry out loud kid? Dude, I got second in California State. What? Yeah. (laughs) You did? I got second place of like 40,000 kids. Holy shit, Fallon. And that poem is the reason I lost because I didn't get high enough points on uh, complexity of poem. That poem didn't have enough complexity points and I lost. What? I lost Who my senior year. complexity points? So they, they got rid of that um, criteria mm-hmm. the year after I lost. <laughs> I was gonna say, that feels like such bullshit because you didn't write the poem, you're just reciting the poem. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. such BS. So the kid who won, his name was Eli. I was a senior at the time. And the kid who I, who got first place, he um, was a freshman. And Mm -hmm. his last poem, I'll never fucking forget it. I'll never forget it. He performed The Blues Don't Change by Al Young. And Al Young was one of our judges at state. (laughs) My God. So, and, and I will never fucking forget that last line. He, he's mixed like me, this kid. And so he's doing this, this song about. The blue, it's called the blues don't change it's about like black struggle and oh my god and so the last line is they can shake their booties but they can't shake you and 
I like you know when you watch someone and you you just think, fuck. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> that, like, when like you're when, competing against someone and you just fucking know, <laughs> you watch their performance and you're like, God damn it. The desert damn could it. not pull me through. I had, I <laughs> I did a love po- I did love sonnet number seventeen by Pablo Neruda, and I did. Um, for the young who want to by Marge Piercy, they knockouts, killers, dunsies. But mm-hmm. in the desert, I think was just too like I don't know. I would never, I wouldn't change what I did. But um, I'll never forget that my whole class watched me um, like it was oh, live streamed. But his whole his whole class came to watch him. Uh huh. And um, then it was announced that who won, and one of the judges came up to me. This. Um, Mexican poet, and he was like, he came up to me and he said, you have duende. And I was like, what? And he was like, duende, it's like the spirit. You you have the spirit. And I was like, man, thank you. Like, I was like so fucking butthurt. uh, And then I I keep saying I'll never forget this because I never will. Like, obviously I'm not over it. Um, (laughs) Eli's grandmother came up to me. And she looked me dead in the eye and she said, you should have won. <gasps> oh my God. I will never fucking forget that. His grandmother, his, his flesh and blood, probably the woman who raised him, came up to my ass and said, you should have won. I'll never forget. Oh my God. <laughs> and I had like a terrible fever. I was hella sick. I was like, I barely got any sleep because I was coughing all night in my hotel Ooh, room. That sucks. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, I did poetry out loud and um, that was like, that, that was is, my thing. That is amazing, Fallon. I had no idea that you did that. Also, I'm still so like, just perplexed that the grandma came up to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She was like, he's shit. You should have won. <laughs> and I mean, like, he was good. He was good. No, I but bet he was really good. I was good. better. <laughs> you got grandma's vote. That's all that counts. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, whoo, man. Uh, I can't believe you. I never told you that story. I can't uh-uh. believe it. you didn't know that. That's did amazing. you do poetry out loud? No, I did not. I didn't. Did you have My the option was- to? My mom was really picky about, like, what I was and was not allowed to do. God damn it, Charisse! (laughs) It's okay. If I really wanted to do poetry out loud, she probably would have let me. But it's also, like, I had no way to, like, get places after school. um, Because she wouldn't, like, drive me. And I always had to, like, bargain with her to to get me, like, to drive me anywhere. You know, so I would, like, exchange, like, a ride to an event for, like... um, a special chore like waxing her car or something. I feel. Oh like no! We... Did I do it again? <laughs> did I do it again? <laughs> or I think I'm telling a funny story and it's like really sad. I think we need like an on-air therapist. <laughs> Fuck! God like damn it! I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> I'm that's... over it. It's okay. <laughs> I know, but that's so fucked up. <laughs> Man, did you, uh, so you were neutral or you wanted to do poetry out loud, but it wasn't worth waxing your mom's car? 
Yeah, I would have, yeah. I think I would have liked to have done it. Had I had the opportunity and I had a ride there, I would have done it. Yeah, but I had to be very, I had to pick and choose my battles. So you chose theater over poetry out loud? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fucked, dude. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. Because it just, like, I have learned, here are things that I've learned, um, how not to treat your teenage daughter when you're a parent. So hmm. I, I, you know, I've learned a lot of ways to do it wrong, so hopefully I can someday do some things right if I have a child. Damn. Shit is different. <laughs> <sighs> so, capital B Black... <laughs> Yeah, what we're, I'm sorry, what, this was supposed to be a short episode, we're, we're half an hour in, so. <laughs> we're, 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 talking, we're 28 minutes. We warned you, we told you at the beginning. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was wrong, I was wrong, and I accept that, so it's, yeah, um, God, so much, so much to unpack there. Anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, I'm honestly, like, when I said that, I was thinking of, um. I was, I, I, for a second, I was in the uh, auditorium across the street from the Sheraton in Sacramento, and I was, <laughs> I was in my paper bag, wasted salmon-colored shorts, and uh, <laughs> my lace turtleneck, and my favorite, uh, my favorite block-heeled shoes, before block-heels were popular. Mm. Um a pioneer of fashion. Thank you. And yeah, and my state representative, you, each when you make it to state, your rep gives you a like this giant, um, like official kind of pamphlet thing that's like state of California. Your representative is here to support you. Congratulations, like for and or my district or something. And he didn't have one for me. Like everyone else got these like really cool official like government sealed. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're not plaques but they were like big pieces of paper and he was mm-hmm. like yeah uh, we'll send you yours and I was like what the fuck it was so janky he was a weirdo what the hell yeah I don't know and then yeah and then I was imagining little Paris waxing her mom's car so she could go to her fucking singing lesson <laughs> just a lot we were living different lives. We were. Then, weren't, yeah. weren't we? <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> okay. It's okay. It's all good material. Sorry, I just moved my bag of mango strips and they they made a fart. Um, <laughs> I've heard my they mango strips. Um, it's good, good material for the memoir. Yep. Or the comedy bit. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, um, we, wow. Okay. Do you have anything else to say about the capital B Black? Or any, are you linking articles in this episode? Okay, I will link, uh, I will link articles and the references and the show references. Um, basically, here's the deal, ma'am. The New York Times article is titled, Why We're Capitalizing Black. Um, and it's to better reflect a shared cultural identity. Really the gist is, I think what most people will think is like, okay, we're capitalizing the B in black, are we capitalizing the W in white? The answer is no. There are 
a couple reasons um, why, like other people justify it in different ways. Um, and they're all kind of broad and, and nuanced reasoning behind this. And some people disagree. Some people see it as like capitalizing being black, got to capitalize W and white as well. But the way I see it is so always comes back to slave trade, right? Um, people get taken to the United States and then separated from their families and also given the last names of their slave owners as well. Mm -hmm. So there's this severing of heritage that happened to black people. Mm -hmm. And as in, and once black folks became emancipated, um, they were still and are today um, like less financially well off. Mm -hmm. And so like years, generations of um, being severed from your or your country of origin, plus the lacking the financial resources to return to do anything. So basically black people are stranded, became stranded in the mm -hmm. United States. So there is no like, heritage that you can link back to unless you're doing 23 and me but like just because i am you know 12 percent uh have 12 percent dna from ghana doesn't mean that i have fucking family in ghana or nigeria like mm -hmm. i don't i mean maybe i do but i there's no way that i can know that so mm -hmm. <clears throat> Capitalizing being black, in my from my perspective, is the equivalent of capitalizing a in American or f in French or um, you know n in Nigerian. It's a it's a nationality. It's mm -hmm. a um, like a, a cultural type of person. Whereas uh, white was created um, as the counterpart to black. Like mm -hmm. white is already the default. Black was created as a label of otherness. And I think capitalizing yeah. the being black is a way that black people can regain dignity and sovereignty and ownership of that title. Whereas white people, you know, for the most part, they know where they where their roots come back. I'm not saying that yeah. all white people do, but you know, like a lot of white people, more white people than black people have records of like, you know, my family crossed over in Ellis Island at this time of date, or like I am part this, part that, part that, and they can link their roots back um, mm -hmm. because there wasn't that sharp severance. Like if a family came over, they came over together and they created roots together. The family unit was intact, whereas black people were taken and, and then separated. separated and dispersed. So it's impossible for black people to have that. And then also like black is kind of this like amalgamation of like African immigrants as well, who are not, who were not necessarily a part of the slave trade or victims of the slave trade, but like are electively coming to the United States, but they still, because white is the default are put under the umbrella of black. So black is more inclusive, maybe capital B black is more inclusive than the term African-American, because if you're an African immigrant, you're not an African-American per se. They may not identify as an African-American because maybe they were born in Africa, but they came to the United States willingly. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the gist. Um, I'll link a couple articles and you can do your own goddamn research. But I wanted to address capital B black because we made a fucking fit 
of it. We threw tantrums. <laughs> we threw tantrums. We were shook to the core about this. Um, and I, that's my um, perspective on capital B black mm-hmm. as um, like a, a concept has changed. Mm-hmm. But my perception of how it was presented in the book that we read has not. Yeah. Well, it wasn't consistent. Maybe, yeah. maybe it would have been different if it was consistent, but it wasn't. It was, like, put in there to appease an, a certain audience, and then they, you know, forgot to put it in later, is what it felt like. Make a strong choice, friend. Yeah. Acting number one, rule number one. Make a strong choice and stick with it. You can't go it. half-assed. You can't half-ass that shit. Yeah, it was like, mm, and then it was done. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> It was ridiculous. It was weird. It was weird and lazy and sloppy. And um, that book, she started writing that book, I believe, in 2011. So we've had time. I mean, it was released in in 2020. So it was before the... the, year of shit. Yeah. It was before, like, the racial reckoning happened. It was before um, these articles were released. Uh released. Um, So I get that. But it was weird. It was weird as fuck. And yeah. that has not changed. <laughs> the weirdness has not no, changed. No, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so. Thoughts, Paris? Do you have anything to say? I'm just thankful that you shared this with me because, um, I mean, it's good to know. I want to make sure that I am um, aware of these things, too. And I haven't read those articles, but I will be reading them. So thank you for sharing. Welcome. I I'm glad that I'm glad that I found it because there's nothing worse than like showing your ass and being like they capitalized <laughs> the B in black. What the fuck? Um, and then looking like you know showing. I, I don't want to show my ass. I don't want we you to show have your pants ass. Pants pulled down. Moving. Pants pulled down and exposed. Vulnerable. <laughs> vulnerable cheeks. We could get our cheeks clapped on this. <laughs> And same with our listeners. I don't want people to listen to our podcast and be like, well, I listened to a podcast with a black person and she said that it's not okay. And I'm like, I don't know. Dude. First off, I'm half. So, um, second. Was that like a South Park voice that you just did? That was I, pretty good. Thank you. Was it Cartman? I feel like that was... That's what it sounded like, yeah. I listened I listen to, to a podcast with a black person. That's good. Thank you. I grew up watching South Park, so I really hope that my Cartman was decent. God, I, I love that was show. not allowed to watch South Park. So. I don't blame your mom on that one. Honestly, <laughs> I shouldn't have been allowed to watch it either. But Brady watched it like all growing up, and he wants to watch it now again. So I don't know. Maybe I'll start it. I've never watched South Park, but I'm down. I support. I support this adult marathon of South Park. I mean, it's uncomfortable <laughs> and crazy. Um, but it was, it was awesome. In 2009, it was sick, dude. It was rad. The binging <laughs> South Park before and after middle but school. It was like really cool. Yeah. If you're in middle school and you watch South Park, I thought you were like really cool. I was hella cool, dude. And I could quote too. And I could sing the songs and like, I knew, yeah, I was, I was deep in the shit for sure. For sure. <laughs> Eliza Jane Schneider, she did most of the female voices in um, South Park for a good the chunk of the seasons. The woman you took a uh, class from? Yes, ma'am. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. so 
It's all linked together, full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts, Pauline? Um, no, I mean, it's always changing. Everything's changing. Um, We're always learning. We're learning. (laughs) 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 Oh, I sound like such a pretentious asshole. No, you don't. I'm always learning. (laughs) No, you do not. I do not get the pretentious vibe. I mean, maybe... I don't know, dude. We're such nasty, <laughs> disgusting girls. I just don't see it. We are. Sorry, if you can hear a humming, my PS5 just turned on, and it's, oh. it's angry. I don't know why it's it's humming so furiously. Way to but. flex. Now you sound pretentious. Sorry. <laughs> if sorry you hear a weird guys, noise. My, my highly sought-after PS5 is making sound right now. I don't know what's happening. It must Ready? be can, angry. Can you actually figure it out? Cause it, oh, nope, it shut off. It's fine. We're good. It's alive. It's it watching. Is. Shush. Yeah, Did dude, you but... have anything <laughs> God, it's going to be a bitch to edit. I'm so sorry. No, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's love of the game. I, I do really enjoy editing so much, so it's not even... When I say that, I'm just, you know, like, in the way that... <laughs> in the way that, uh, it's a... This, these pants are riding up my ass, but they're still cute pants. You know, like, I'm still going to wear them. I do. I understand. Um, yeah, dude, like I was saying, everything's changing. So, like, um, we're just learning. We're learning. We are learning... I learned this thing and I wanted to share it with y'all because I did not want people listening to our podcast, going out in the world and finding capital B black and a showing your ass and then B coming back to me and saying that I'm wrong. Cause bitch, I know I was wrong, you know, and calling (laughs) us out. So I'm, I'm really just covering my ass. I want everyone's asses to be covered. (laughs) Thank you. How considerate. That's the T. That's the T. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Can you do the voice from, uh, who is it, Family Guy? I don't know. There's like an old man who wants the son. Brady, can you do the old man's voice who wants the son? Can you do it? Come on over here, son. Hand me the paper so I don't need to use my grabber. Will you do it? Brady, come on, do it right now. No, I need, no, now I've hyped it up. You have to. Mmm, that's a nice muscly throwing on you got there. Uh, thanks. Brady, seriously, please. I will. I bought you a burrito last night. Got a bag now. Do the goddamn voice for me. <laughs> <laughs> Work through all your trauma. Wow. Uh, 